Hey, mamas. So today is actually the very last episode before we finally have our first guest interview, before we hear our first mama story. And I'm so excited to air it for you, for you to hear it. Today, what I wanted to do was really prep you and get you pumped up for everything that you're going to learn through this podcast. So I go through the five pillars of inspiration and really lay out for you how we are going to grow, how we are going to make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. So here we go. Let's get ready. Welcome back to the Mama Inspired Podcast. Whether you're struggling to become the mama you've always known you're meant to be, or you're holding that miracle in your arms, hear me now when I tell you that you are not alone and that on the other side of this hard, a brand new life awaits you. Hey lady, I'm Sarah Wayne Scott. I'm here to encourage a more enlightened, compassionate, and empowered mom collective. I believe that through guru guidance, stories from mamas just like you, and a whole lot of momspiration for me, we can begin to make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. So swap out the breast pad, wipe off the barf, It's mama time. Hello, my beautiful ladies, and welcome to episode three. Now, surely you've picked up that I am a huge mush mush. (laughs) I love to feel all the feelings. My husband loves it. I The reason why I shared bits of my life story with you was so that you could really pick up what I'm about to throw down. So I honestly have always loved and craved to be moved, whether by words or music or atmosphere. And when I look back on my life and my passions, I realize I enjoy doing the same thing for others. I believe music is the most powerful. Singing and performing not only made me feel, but it did the same for others. And as a kid, I would throw little surprise parties for my mom. I kind of, I I have memories of this, but of course, it's one of those things where you hear the stories over and over again. But so she would take a nap (laughs) and then she would wake up and there would be family there waiting to throw her a little party for no reason. And I remember one specific time I had put out a plate of tortilla chips and ketchup. Mm, yummy. We must have been out of salsa. <laughs> anyway, the whole point I think was I wanted to make her feel special and and I wanted to create this sense of happiness and joy around with with everybody there. And it's funny because this is actually it's carried into my adulthood. Before Miles was born, I used to throw some pretty lavish parties. And since he's been born, of course I haven't had a ton of opportunity to do that. This changed a bit, right? But I have had opportunities to do the occasional like formal dinner or planned dinner, I should say, or impromptu dinners that I get to host. And what I really, really love is cultivating a mood and an emotion through entertaining, through the food, through the decor, the lighting, the music, the details, right? And I view my home in the same way, as I'm sure most of you do. I have a specific emotion and feeling that I want my family and those who come through the door to feel. I believe these details spark a feeling and emotion, and that emotion sparks inspiration. 
no matter how small, I think it can leave a mark. So my goal as your host (laughs) is to move you to inspiration, inspire you to take action or to simply open up your mind and your heart when it comes to making changes that impact our children, our partner, our own physical and mental health and that of our collective and our community, I believe that it has to come from a deeper rooted emotion, a deeper place. And therefore, we're going to be pulling at some of those heartstrings. <laughs> so now I think what I want to do is just run you through our five pillars of inspiration. And this is motherhood, self-care, inspiration, mindset, and storytelling. So let's start with motherhood. For most of us, motherhood has been something that we've, we've longed for since, since playing with baby dolls, right? Since playing house. We were built with this nurturing nature and a body that if, of course, operates as intended, was designed to bear children, right? Like the hormones, the organs, all of it was, we were created in this way for this specific thing. It's also why we feel so much. I do realize that there are exceptions here. You ladies who didn't actually plan to have kids, well, and God had another plan for you, (laughs) or... Maybe this calling to become a mother didn't actually come until later in life. Regardless, because it's in our very design, the struggles to and through motherhood are not only confusing, but often defeating. This the thing, right? This job, this role that we've that we've been created to do, created for, is the hardest job of all sometimes. <laughs> and it's puzzling. So many of us, while our experiences and life circumstances vary, can relate to the isolation and the fear and the overwhelm, the overabundance of love and the mess that is motherhood. We can't deny that there's so much beauty within all of it, even when it's really hard. And I want to be clear on one thing before we really move on, because I'm going to be using the term mama kind of loosely. I consider... The woman who is currently fighting infertility or struggling to grow their their miracle is just as much a mother as the woman who is chasing down a family of five. Motherhood has early beginnings and carries on with us through life. We will be speaking on all things motherhood in this podcast, pregnancy, preparation, infertility, breastfeeding, uh, miscarriage methods of birth, mindful parenting, postpartum depression, navigating our health after baby, the transition from baby one to baby two, (laughs) food allergy signs, donor milk. You guys, so much, so much in, in between all that. I have only been mothering miles for roughly two years now. So I don't have all the answers and I won't be able to speak to every one of these topics And you know, starting this podcast, there was a little bit of like a selfish part of me that was just really excited for my own benefit to to grow and to learn. And so you guys, those topics that I can't really speak to, that's why we're going to have all these women that are telling their stories who have lived through it on. It's why we're going to have experts on to speak the knowledge into us as well. And I'm incredibly excited to learn and grow along with all of you. The next pillar is self-care. And I realize that this is a trendy word right now. And I honestly believe that we may have a bit of a skewed perception of what it is and what it means. 
I actually did a poll in the Private Mama Inspired, the collective Facebook group recently on this, and it seems that many of us look at self-care as luxury activities. Of course, many of us have different definitions of what luxury is or means, but for some of you, this could be a massage or it could simply be vegging out to your favorite show without interruption. And this might be why it feels like such an out-of-reach possibility for so many of us. Women seem to have been born with this ingrained idea that everything we do must be for others and that when it comes to checking in on the well-being of those we care for, we only check in on ourselves if we're able. And this if-able imaginary pocket of time takes on a whole new imagery as life gets busier. More people are added to our umbrella of responsibility and we begin to learn to live without these things. We even take on the guilt when the stars finally align and we do get the opportunity to get that massage or geek out on our favorite show. But let me tell you something. For one, you deserve the luxury. You earn it every single day. But you also deserve to be cared for mentally, physically, and emotionally every day. In fact, it's necessity. So this is how I look at self-care and how I would really like you to begin to approach and see it yourself. Self-care are the decisions and the routines you do or don't do in your day-to-day that help support your overall well-being and happiness. Let me say that again. Self-care are the decisions and routines you do or don't do in your day-to-day that help support your overall well-being and happiness. And I place self-care in these four buckets. Your consumption, your body, your cup, and your love. So let's start with your consumption. You can also think of this as influence. It matters. It impacts everything. So by this, I mean all kinds of media, right? Anything that you place your ears and your eyes on. This is the influencers on social media, the ads, the videos you watch. It's the TV. It's the shows that you watch before you go to bed. It's the news that you have on during the day. It's the books, right? Books are incredible because it takes such a more more creativity, right? And, and imagination from you and, and they can light so much inspiration and fire into your life on a day-to-day basis. And and a podcast, right? Podcasts are incredible because it can make you feel part of something bigger. You get to learn things and educate yourself. Anything you want to learn, there's probably a podcast for it. And podcasts are so cool too because it's like you can develop this relationship and get really intimate with somebody, a complete stranger. You feel like your best friends and you don't even know who they are. You've never met them before. So I am not saying that we have to throw out all of the media or social that doesn't serve us, but if I am in a if I am in a certain place in my life, maybe a high level of stress or anxiety, there are certain things that I'm going to steer clear of listening to or watching. And a lot of that's going to be the news. And if I'm in a really bad place and I am feeling down on myself, I'm probably going to really restrict myself from social media. You guys, it's just the idea that we are going to be a little bit more mindful of where we are in our life, how we're feeling, so that we can ensure we don't kind of fuel this fire of stress and anxiety and overwhelm, right? Any of these emotions you're having, and that maybe we 
soak in more of the things that help drive inspiration and happiness and perspective. Okay, so the next is your body. This is movement. This is nutrition. This is sleep. This is water, right? Anything that helps our physical self operate to its fullest functional ability every single day. What we're, I really want to say is for one, movement, like you guys, our bodies were meant to move. God created us to be able to celebrate movement. And I think so many of us look at movement or really, I don't think movement is even a term that's widely used right now, but exercise, working out, uh, sweating. And you know what? Maybe this is one of the things that we need to flip around for yourself. You need to really like maybe think about the word that you choose for this. And maybe you need to adopt the word movement because I do think that sometimes we have created negative connotations in our head around certain certain words. So like exercise may just feel seem like a very daunting word to you and therefore it triggers a negative response. So maybe maybe choose choose movement as new your your new word, but we look at movement like this thing that we are supposed to do. You're totally right. We're supposed to do it, but you guys we we have to do it. If you want to live your life to the fullest and you want to feel good and you want to feel strong and like you have energy, and you care about your quality of life, you will find time to move. And look, some of you who have been following me for a long time know that I really love like high intensity exercises. You don't have to do high intensity exercises. This can be a simple walk with your dog. You know, as you move through motherhood, this is probably also going to change. Your needs are going to change because of the time frames that you have and how far the gym is away from you. But you have to find a way to make movement a part of your life and something that fills you with joy. I don't want you to pick a workout and just work out or exercise or move because it's just something you have to do and you're just like hating yourself and hating it the entire time. Find something that makes you happy. Maybe that's simply dancing. I think that's beautiful. Okay, moving on. Nutrition. Ah, you guys. I, I really truly hate this 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 phrase that you are what you eat, but it's 100% true. If you fill your body with junk, right? Things that slow you down, you are going to feel slow. You aren't going to have the energy to keep up and do the things that you really want. So just being more mindful, just being more mindful. You guys, it, it doesn't I'm not asking you to go into your pantry and rate it and uh, make huge changes overnight. I'm saying like, if you're going to wake up in the morning and have your cup of coffee, and I'm going to bring this up because it seems like something that um, keeps getting brought, being brought up to me, but you know, you're more mindful of the sugared creamer that you're using in your coffee because you guys, that will impact your energy levels and how you feel the rest of the day. So just being more mindful of those things. Sleep. Sleep is so important. I know a lot of you moms are like, what's sleep? I don't know. And (laughs) sleep looks very different for many of us through motherhood, right? Like a mom who just had a baby, girl, it's going to be a while till you get some sleep unless you have this like miracle angel child, which there are those that sleep through the night right away. My point here is there are things that we can do in preparation for sleep, time that we make to ensure that we're getting enough hours to get in the restful, rejuvenating time that we have, right? So this might mean, you know, creating a different routine for yourself and heading to bed. This might mean 
really paying attention to what you're eating in the couple hours before bed, how your brain is stimulated by your cell phone before you close your eyes, right? It's just to try and tweak things so that you can get the best sleep possible in the situation that you're in. Next is your cup. Think about wrapping your hands around that warm cup of coffee in the morning, or maybe if you're not a coffee drinker, you're a tea drinker, and just having that first sip in those moments, right? It makes you happy. It warms you up. It lights you up. That's what I want you to think about this, this bucket. So this can mean, this can mean creative therapy. This, if you like to write, um, this could be, be writing, be painting. Maybe you like to journal. Maybe it's just crafting. Maybe it's makeup. Maybe it's organizing. I know some people just get lit up by organizing stuff. It just makes them happy. Maybe it's specific time to be quiet, to be calm, to be alone with your thoughts, to have to have the quiet to be alone with your thoughts. It could be a bath. It could simply be your morning coffee before your kids wake up. It could be meditating. Maybe it's reading the Bible. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's praying. You guys, I promise you, one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself is wake up before your kids wake up to have that time. So anything that I just mentioned, doing have a little time to maybe do something, maybe to do that. And I know those I'm not morning people are like yelling at me through the, through the headphones or whatever. But hear me out when I tell you that I'm not saying you have to wake up an hour or two hours like I do before before your kids wake up or before essentially you have to start your day, right? If you're not a mama yet, you're working towards being mama or whatever, having time to yourself for yourself to fill your cup before your day starts is crucial. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be two hours. It can be 15 minutes. Set your alarm 15 minutes or 20 minutes before your kid's typically wake up, have your coffee set to brew 15 minutes before that, take this time to sit outside or sit in your living room, go on a little morning stroll with a dog, draw, write, I don't know, spend a little extra time putting your makeup on, reading the Bible, whatever, you guys, this is your time. And I promise you, it is going to be, it is a, it is a game changer. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. It impacts your patience. It makes you a more patient person, a more patient mother, a more understanding human. It often for me is the difference in getting irritable and really just being in a place of calm all day and honestly being able to soak up like the small little moments in the day when I have had time to be with myself and my thoughts and and honestly, just take some time to have a positive outlook and a grateful, grateful perspective on my life and what the, in the day that's about ahead of me, because then for the entire rest of the day, I live in that. All right. So whatever that thing is for you. So whatever that thing is for you, just, just give it your best shot. Okay. Your love is everything, right? It's what we live for. It's who we live for, and we need to make sure that this one, this bucket overflows. So this is quality time with loved ones. This is being present. This is connection. This is making memories. This is growing our relationship. This is community. Everything, all the buckets, 
before this help place us in a space where we can truly enjoy being with our family, being with our loved ones, and sitting in love. Making sure that we have, that we can feel like we're not being pulled away from something, right? Like, or we're not feeling resentful because these other things couldn't be checked off the list or we didn't fill our cup. And so now we're feeling like we're missing, like we're really needing a craving time for us. We, those things have to be done in order for us to really be able to sit calmly, peacefully and present when it comes to being with our family. And yes, I know it's possible to, I think, kind of just jolt yourself into that, to that, to that action or to that headspace. But really, truly, I think on the day to day as women, as mothers, those things, because we're like constantly thinking, those things are like, you know, in the back of our head. But if, if we've taken care of ourselves in these ways throughout the day, when it's time to sit down with our family at dinner or, you know, take a break, you know, when we get home from work or in the middle of the day as a stay-at-home moms, you know, we're able to really just connect in these moments and be so much more grateful for that time. Okay, so moving on from, from self-care, we're going to go to pillar mindset. Now, mindset most definitely fits within the buckets of self-care. It's an area we are going to focus on really heavily, though, so it owns it, it deserves its own pillar. <laughs> we are more specifically going to work on opening our hearts and minds to new perspectives. This is going to be through, of course, the stories from, from women and through the experts that we're going to hear from and, of course, through myself. We're going to talk about getting comfortable and the uncomfortable and adapting to change. You guys, we just went through or we're going through 2020, which has been an incredible year. And above all else, it has been a <laughs> slap in the face reminder that there is so much out of our control. And truly, we can choose how we want to handle our emotions around these things that are out of our control. We can let it almost take over our lives, right? We can be walking through life, watching the news, being angry, irritable, frustrated, sad, feeling helpless. And some of those emotions are always going to creep up, right? But being mindful of when that happens and recognizing that those things are truly out of your control and then shifting your focus to what is allows you to adapt to to change. It allows you, and, and you know, change is going to happen the rest of our lives, right? As family grows or, you know, as age comes, we'll be able to do it in a, in a so much more graceful manner and in a way that allows us to face struggle and hardship and turmoil with resilience and positivity and opportunities to grow and, and maybe to see also the beauty in the moments, right? Like with COVID happening, at first it was all we could talk about of not being able to leave our houses and, and how restricted we were. But soon you started hearing people really recognizing the fact that they had so much time given back to their families to be a family, right? So it's, it's, it's those things. Learning to speak to yourself with kindness. You guys, in the end, we are the only being that we are 100% solely in control of and responsible for. Now I know you mamas are like, well, I'm totally responsible for my kids. You're totally right. But as we learn in the lessons of motherhood, we cannot control their their thoughts and their emotions 100% right, especially as they get older. 
So how we how we talk to ourselves, self-project, and teach our children to treat themselves is all connected. And so we have to start looking at ourselves as the best friends that we are, right? You can be your your best friend. So just being kind to ourselves. Introducing and practicing self-awareness so that you may really get to know yourself through hard conversations. So this is kind of the, I think this is probably one of the most difficult things because no one really likes to sit in their weaknesses, right? Like we all, we all say these things to ourselves and point our flaws out through, through the day, but to really try and ask yourself maybe why you're feeling that way or really what the true root of the issue is. It takes work, first off, but it it brings up a lot of truths, and sometimes it's a hard conversation to have. But you guys, having this hard conversation makes you so much more aware and puts you in a place where you now have the ability to make some changes, and you can see when situations in your life arise where these weaknesses come out of you, you now know maybe how you can pivot, Right? Or a new way of looking at it, and it, it affects so much. It expect it affects our own self worth and judgment, but but also that of others, right? It humbles us and and helps provide sometimes just a new perspective on what somebody else is going through, or maybe why they're doing the thing they're doing, and not letting it specifically affect us so deeply, because now we understand why, right? So having those hard conversations, managing our anxiety, and acknowledging our fears. Well, and truly the part that they play. So we're not going to go into this a lot, but I do believe that like any negative emotion that we have, it's there for a reason. You know, like whether the God, universe, whoever it is that you believe in gives us the ability to have these negative emotions almost as a form of protection, but they're there to be heard and to be listened to. But a lot of times what we want to do is just suppress them. You know, but as many of us learn, your fears and your anxieties and these emotions don't go away when you suppress them, right? Or when you just try to ignore them. So I do believe there's something to be said for acknowledging these things, letting them move through us, and then maybe trying to explore a bit around where they're coming from and why they are there. The next pillar is inspiration. You knew this one was coming, right? (laughs) It's in the title. You guys, the most miraculous thing that comes from struggle is the inspiration. It's the miracles and the mess. Remember in the last episode when I told you my story about the moments Mama Inspired was born? I don't know about you, but I consider that a miracle. I just came out of the toughest, saddest, most defeating years of my life. And in the end, it brought me to you. It gave me purpose a mission, a drive to lead this mama-led movement, to make a change. I promise you that I wouldn't be here talking to you if none of that would have happened. You guys, we don't know happiness unless we know sadness, and we don't recognize a miracle if we've not been through a struggle. That is how life works. Whether you realize it or not, it's totally up to you to see those beautiful moments and to let them grow into gratitude or something bigger. And look, it's not always the inspiration to start a podcast. <laughs> the inspiration through the stories that we're going to hear from mamas are going to be wide. Maybe she decided to switch careers because she was tired of being away from her family. And now she's home more than ever and she's making less money, 
but she's happier. She couldn't be happier. And she's so, so thankful that she went through that struggle and that it led her here. Maybe she has a new sense of respect and love for her partner. And though it was really, really messy and really, really hard, they're now stronger than ever and they're ready to take on whatever comes at them next. Maybe her hard brought her to considering adoption. And now she's holding this child in her arms. And without a doubt, she knows that this this child was destined for her and she couldn't imagine life without them. Do you see? It's all about the perspective. Sometimes the miracles are big and sometimes they're just simply profound. Now, aside from the stories, (laughs) you're going to get lots of momspiration and tough love. I will be sprinkling it all over the place, of course, but I envision it coming in form of bonus rants as well. These will be moments I speak to you on my own revelations or perspectives, or maybe it's after coming off a great conversation with with some friends or one of you, or maybe it's just a real kick in the hiney inspired by the struggle I'm hearing from the collective from you. It's the high energy stuff that you may or may not want to hear. <laughs> You're welcome. The last pillar is storytelling. This is what is going to drive our mission. In the last episode, I really laid out for you the power of sharing our stories, our truths, and the beauty within it. We all have something that we can learn from one another. We're here to create a more enlightened, compassionate, and empowered mom collective, right? You're going to hear a story or a guest interview just about every week covering all areas of motherhood, right? The journey to and through. And this is where the feelings are going to get really real. I've already had the pleasure of recording a few for you, and it's what I'm most excited for. I I feel so lucky that I'm going to be living these intimate conversations and so proud that they're going to be released out into the world. And what I really hope is that they give you the courage to start sharing your own stories. Maybe not to the world, maybe not on the podcast, maybe you're not going to be one of my guests. How fun, though, if you could be, right? Or if you would be. But at least your loved ones and your friends and maybe those strangers you meet that really need to hear it most. And you guys, the the interesting part about this mission, right? Sharing sharing the vulnerable moments in our in our struggle through motherhood or just sharing the things that the hard and the things that are now maybe a passion of ours or something that we really feel strongly about the interesting part and the truth is we don't always know who needs to hear it. And at the end of the day, it might be you. It might be hearing those words out loud yourself because sometimes I think that's just how we process things. It might be you. You might need to be the one to say the words out loud. So if you are here and you've listened to these three <laughs> these three episodes, I suspect that you love storytelling and that you're ready to connect with women on intimate levels through similar struggles. But I also suspect that you have a desire to grow. So through these five pillars of inspiration will come through momspiration, chats with me where I will provide tangible and tactical guidance or simply just speak a fire under that tushy, guest interviews with topic gurus and through stories from mamas in all stages of motherhood. You can expect two episodes a week with maybe a bonus throw in there from time to time. So now that you know my story and the moments in which Mama Inspired was born and what you're going to get out of the podcast, I feel like you're prepared, young grasshopper. So let's hear from someone else, shall we? (laughs) 
Head to episode four and listen to my conversation with Allie Blackburn on living through postpartum on an island in the middle of a pandemic. And spoiler alert, her five-month-old Quinn joins us as well. You guys, thank you so much. I hope all this came in loud and clear and that you are excited for what's to come. I am so grateful that we get to walk through this journey together. I'm sending all my love. Chat soon. Hey, mamas, before you peace out, if what you just heard inspired you, made you feel like you've got a new BFF, or simply reminded you of another mama, please share this episode or the podcast and be sure to tag me if you share it on social. My hope is to touch as many of you as possible and drive this mama-led movement. If you're with me, and I know that you are, please take a minute and leave a review. Hearing from you makes my heart so happy and your review could encourage another mama in need to hop on this journey with us. So let's make a pact. I'll bring the fire and in return, you help me strengthen our mama collective so we may together make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. Let's get it, mama.